0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Tech Central Podcast. I'm your host Daniel Robus and today we're kicking off a three-part series with Ava Security, simple smart security, protecting people and assets is their game. As you know, every year since 2003, October has been recognized by National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. This year's theme is do your part, be cyber smart. The theme empowers individuals and organizations to own their role in protecting their part of cyberspace. So it's more than apt that today we are joined by Ran Pugash, Chief Product and Development Officer at Ava Security, to further explore our role as users in the world of cybersecurity. He's going to share some of his insights into the trends that are coming up in the security world and how Ava is dealing with them. What has become increasingly more important to organizations, both big and small, is how these issues are addressed in time or even prevented before they become issues. In this three-part series, we are going to be exploring issues such as insider risk, user empowerment, compliance risk, and others, with varying AVA experts and users alike. Listen in and see what's happening in the realm of data protection. Ren as chief product yeah. and development officer at Ava Security it's a long title what do you do
1: <laughs> yeah so hello and thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation it's a pleasure to be here i primarily do two things i define the product we have a team of product managers which together with me we define the strategy what we would like to achieve with the product what would be the next features and it goes all the way from you know where we would like to be in a year from now all the way to what are we doing next week and it's a unique position and that's why I stress the product and development mm. I'm also responsible for the engineering piece of the cyber side of Ava and therefore I also control the ability to execute so we don't only decide what we would like to do I can actually make it happen it's a unique situation typically product management is separate from the development yes
0: that's so exciting. Does Ava use an agile approach to it? What sort of methodology do you use behind the walls of Ava?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we do, well, we do sprints, two week sprints, in which okay. we decide what we can fit in those two sprints and then run. On top of that, we are a cloud company. So we don't typically okay. have a three month cadence of releases. We constantly release new features to our customers and they get them pretty much continuously.
0: Fantastic. And this funnel of new requirements, is that coming from industry, from users or from your dev team?
1: The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> <So> we, <laughs> we do market research. We are also in constant communication with Gartner. not, not trying to publicize anything, just to mention that yes. we get a few sources of what's happening in the market at large. We do have constant communication with our partners or our resellers. We never sell direct. We only go to market with partners and they provide a lot of information. And we talk to customers. On top of that, there are bugs, fixes, support cases. So it all feeds into this huge pile of stuff to do. And the the trick is to prioritize with with relatively limited resources.
0: Limited resources. You've got a team of about 70 people. Are they all based in London or are they scattered around the globe?
1: Most of the engineering is based in London, but we have an arm in Oslo or a leg, depends. Yeah. Uh, in Oslo as well, in oh, Oslo wow. it's primarily the hardware design. We also have a video surveillance division and yeah. camera manufacturing is based out of Oslo, the product design and making of the product. Uh, we have the front end and designers are more than on the Scandinavian side, but the engineering is primarily in the UK.
0: Awesome. I must say, I like both cities. I really enjoy Oslo. And when I was preparing for this, I got a picture in my mind that building a security profile is almost like building the defenses of a medieval castle. There are many facets that keep everyone safe, their walls, their moats, their pillars, their weapons to repel attacks. But sometimes the most secure walls can be breached through a small unseen gate in the basement, opened by an insider. And today, Rand, you've agreed to talk to us about the risk of the insider, both malicious and not. So I'm going to hone in on that because I know you can talk around the entire value chain from a security perspective. And maybe in subsequent sessions, we can do that. But as the cyber threat landscape is evolving, is it actually such a risk, the insider threat, or are we making more of it than it should be?
1: It's a good question. And I think when people hear insider risk, they typically automatically think about somebody leaving and trying to steal information. That is indeed the hallmark case of insider risk, Mm -hmm. but actually a phishing attack. It's penetrating through the existing users, which they're not doing it maliciously they click a link and they actually allow somebody inside the network so we actually see insider risk as the broader risk and 80 90 percent of cyber attacks today attack through the users through the employees themselves it's easier to do
0: i came across a phrase called the human firewall what is that and why is it necessary and what does it mean to you
1: Well, to me, it means that the people that work in the company are also part of the vulnerability or the attack surface. And the more you reduce leakages through people, whether it's malicious or unintentional, you basically build a human firewall around your network.
0: So we're making our employees robust and understanding of the threats of cybersecurity, Do you think, in your opinion, what you're seeing from customers, we're doing enough to empower our users to play that role, to be the guardians at the gate?
1: So historically or typically what companies do is a cyber training to raise the awareness of the cyber risks and what you should do to stay safe. We in Ava don't believe this is enough. People forget. People and, And we need to remember that people are not cyber experts. So they just try to do their job. And by doing so, they can be exposing your network to various risks.
0: So how do you reduce that risk then? How do you, what what does Ava suggest?
1: What Ava suggests is a unique incident-based training where when an employee does something wrong, we don't just report it or alert on it. We actually provide an indication on the screen that tells the employee what you're doing is unsafe. Are you sure you would like to proceed? Or can offer them an alternative. You're using Dropbox, but we are actually using Google Drive as a corporate. Or blocks the activity if it's really risky. So we can also prevent the bad actions from happening.
0: Inform, advise, block. Yes. Okay, so you've got a threefold attack when it comes to stopping people from doing potentially silly things. If we accept that there are some people that have bad intentions... Do you track even down to activity levels and these activities are out of the norm? Is your AI getting to that yet or is that a future release?
1: No, no. Uh, So it's a combination. You mentioned AI. I didn't want to use fancy terms, Uh, (laughs) but you're right to do so. And we have a kernel level agent, which means we have very deep visibility to everything that happens on a device. And this rich context, whether it's the Wi-Fi used, which files are touched, uh, file paths, uh, DNS requests, you know, USB sticks, we see all of that. And that provides a very rich context to what the user is doing. And following that, we can see irregularities in behavior on that and alert when something bad is happening. And we can not only alert, but we can block. Because we're sitting at the kernel, we can also prevent things from happening. And that's a unique, closing that loop is unique.
0: Tell me, the threats are one thing. The baddies are getting even more bad. Mm. Work from anywhere must have exacerbated this challenge for security teams around the world. What are the trends you are seeing and how is this impacting your customers when we think about this closed loop not being closed?
1: So we believe remote work is here to stay. People have gotten used to work from home. I'll be a hypocrite if I'll just yell that everybody should work from the office. As you can see in my background, I'm not in an office setting. It'll take a while for people to come back to the office. And we believe the steady state will probably be hybrid. A few days in the office, a few days at home. Once you're at home, all your network security products are blind unless you're using VPN. So if you work offline or you work off VPN, nobody knows what's happening. And for this to cover that aspect, you need to have an agent on the device. You need to have this visibility of remote workers. So it's not only that you don't see what they're doing. They might have other people using their computers like their kids because they're at home and they let them play on the
0: computer. Yes. They
1: should do that. But again, I'm trying to be pragmatic and not just hypothetical. Okay. And when other people are using the computer, there are more risks. It can be stolen. Yes. It can get lost. So there lot of vulnerabilities that are tightened when people work okay. remotely and you need to find ways to address that and we believe we do
0: so one of these you've spoken about an agent on the device are mm-hmm. you saying no devices or corporate devices should be as is are you saying it should have something on there you're a fan of the big brother
1: i wouldn't call it the big brother i'm not a fan okay <laughs> no. I'm just saying that if it's a corporate device, it's a corporate asset and you need to protect it. And the employees should be aware that this is a corporate device. Whether you can use Facebook with that device or not, I'm not the one to judge that. That can vary by companies. Banks are different from design companies. Yes. You need to be aware that there are some critical assets on this device and you need to protect them, even though they're off the facility. So
0: hypothetical scenario, we have a dev team where we augment our development environment with contractors. These are new people coming into our environment, their own devices, bring your own device, bring your own location. How does that fit into it? Is that another risk that is unmanaged at the moment? Or is it fairly simple in the world of security?
1: So it's definitely another risk as long as you give them access to your network. Of course, you can segregate the networks and only provide them access to something which is more public, but typically third-party providers need to have access to your sensitive assets. In that case, you can put a condition that they have to install an agent if they would like to work with you. It doesn't have to be on everything. It can be on the most sensitive cases, but this is definitely doable. This This is not something we invented.
0: No, but it takes away that insider risk, doesn't it? And if I circle back, we've seen this explosion to work from anywhere. We've seen everybody working from coffee shops more and more, from home, all the rest of it. This digital first approach. Do you find that security is often after the fact in customers that aren't over security customers? Or do you think security has the right place in the picking order now, today?
1: I wouldn't want to argue that a customer that doesn't use us doesn't think about security. That, that yeah, no, ridiculous. no, no. I do think that there are different approaches to security, and we believe in security in layers. So it could be that what you're doing is decent. What we're providing is another protection layer. Okay. I would give an example on phishing attacks. We are not a phishing solution. There are great solutions out there, but we do have visibility to web browsing and email activity and what users click on. So we can provide another defense layer and we can block activity. So we see that as an add-in and just another security and defense layer. For the external environments, like browsing on Wi-Fi at the airport without using a VPN, those are areas where most tools out there are exposed. And that's our strong area. That's okay. Okay.
0: What worries you most about insider issues today that you're seeing from your customers? What are some of the scary trends that are coming through?
1: It's an interesting question because it's hard to capture all the cyber risk with one thing. But I'll just give an example. I think the proliferation of online cloud tools poses a big threat to companies. And I'll give a very simple example from a real customer case. It's a retailer, and they had a legal rep that was working on a lawsuit, and they wanted to convert their file to PDF. So they used an online PDF converter. By doing that, they literally just send all the case details somewhere online. Now you, just, you know to the security personnel, it sounds horrific, yes. but to a person just trying to do their job. Using yes. grammar correction, PDF converters, other measurement converters. There are those things online where you just send stuff without knowing who sees it. You know, it's not encrypted on the way, who listens yes. on the path. Yes. This is a very simple example of an insider risk, which is not wow. malicious. Somebody yes, would, yes. They were trying to do their job, basically. Yes. And I cannot say that they're stupid either, right? They don't understand no. cybersecurity. They might be great lawyers. So that's the risk there are more and more things like that where and ads you know you manage everything uh, your calendar your grammar everything goes online somewhere and you just trust it i think that's a risk primarily for the innocent workers
0: i mean i i had such a violent reaction there but now if i'm again to use you not a hypocrite i do that all the time so it's quite a scary thing when I think about how many of these tools that are accessed that I don't know where they are from. So how do we improve our users' postures? You've said about in-context training. We've yes. said the three steps, a warning, an alternate, and a block. What else yes. can we do to minimize the insider threat from naive users? What is the top three things that you would say to a CSO? Team or security team to get their users better or even a financial director?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is that you need to be able to identify these cases, whether okay. you do it in real time as we do, or even okay. after the fact with other tools, you need to be able to identify and measure these cases and measure them over time. Okay. That's the first, you know, you need visibility. Otherwise you're blind. Okay. Once you have visibility, you need to be able to interfere. Now, it can be identifying the top five users who constantly do these breaches, okay. and it's typically the same people, right? It's yes. Like, yes so there yes. is a concentration of, of these things. It's not e- it's not evenly distributed. You need okay. to find these people, train them, you know, give them the tools they need, provide clarification of how do you do, you know, you use the uh, the corporate storage instead of your private storage, you know, box or yes, or, yes. Or, So you need to train these people and ultimately you need to measure it over time and repeat. It's a loop. So it's an ongoing improvement process and reducing your attack surface.
0: It almost seems impossible to get to the winning line of security. So this is an ever evolving environment. What is Ava doing in order to keep our customers at the front of this from a security perspective, ahead of the bad guys, having higher walls than the neighbors, I guess?
1: So, as you mentioned, it's a race, it's an arms race, basically. And you never, you don't win. What you try to do is create a livable environment or risks that you can accept and understand. We constantly improve the product, enriching more the visibility, adding meaning to what we see. So just to give an example, there are website classification tools out there and they can tell you whether the browsing is done on a gaming site or an adult content site, et cetera. So we're adding this information to enrich the visibility that we already have. So we don't only show you what we see, but we also try to add a meaning to that. And then that enables or empowers the analyst to better triage, Get a better context and ultimately reduce false positives. Okay, and that's a big focused area. That so we don't reduce, want
0: yeah. we don't want to cry wolf every time no. because no, then security loses their place at the table, don't they?
1: Yes, and the more yeah. you reduce false positives, you allow the analyst to focus on what really matters.
0: Okay. Uh, and so now can... you've you've spoken about the analyst. Is the security from a user perspective now? is still the hallowed ground of a security team or are your users and the insiders that are pertaining to you moving more into the operational area of the business? Is it becoming integrated in our everyday business or is it still something that's looked over and an oversight? What are you seeing?
1: The way I see it today, and I think it'll last for a while, because of the complexity of understanding of some we still see it at a minimum an IT professional that uses our tool or uses yeah. our partners providing services to analyze what we see. And in most of the customer cases, there is a chief security officer or an analyst team looking at the yeah. result. You still need professional eyes to understand what's going on. The dream that somebody from HR will just have a look at the screen and understand exactly where exfiltration is happening is a bit far-fetched in my humble opinion.
0: Okay, okay. That's good to know. So this is a specialized area. This is something you need to be a Zen warrior to be doing this going forward and have a mindset for it. You need to be immersed in it.
1: So I will maybe refine what I'm saying. You don't need to stare at black screens with green text and understand (laughs) everything. The user experience we provide is human-friendly It's not by cyber specialists for cyber specialists. It's designed for the simpler user or the lower level analyst. Okay. But the depth of understanding what's going on, you know, you can't go around it. Cyber is a complex problem.
0: Yes. Yes. Ben, I want to ask you three (laughs) specific questions. And the first question is, what is coming out of your dev team in the next six months that you're super excited about?
1: one thing that we are super excited about and i cannot share too much details about it clearly yeah but it's we are putting a big emphasis on scalability and the ability to triage things faster so we're adding some automation or smartness into the whole alarm mechanism to make it much easier to understand what is happening and to resolve cases quickly in a nutshell we just do a very unique clustering of cases such okay. that you understand this is one thing happening 200 times and not 200 things. If that okay.
0: makes sense. Okay, yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. Oh, that's exciting.
0: And release date for yeah. that?
1: End of Q4. <laughs> End of
0: Q. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Then the mm. second thing is in your position. What is your focus for the next quarter? What are you getting your team to focus on for the next 12 weeks?
1: So being very transparent, we have one very large account that we won last year. And this is like a top five account with 450,000 agent deployment potential. So we need to make this a success. And quite a lot of our dev resources are on this case to make sure that the deployment is smooth and there's a lot of features coming from that account or that customer. But these features are for everybody, right? yes, we democratize yes. yes. So that's one aspect. We're working a lot with the federal government. So we are JITIC yeah. certified and we're providing, there's, you know, I cannot discuss real opportunities, yeah. but yeah. but we're doing some things in order to be very competitive in the federal space and then there, there are a lot of things we would like to drive like the smart send which is what i described yes alarms triaging scalability yeah. these are the things that we are you know we're geared to work with hundreds of thousands of agents and that's not just the database or wow. the ability to ingest all this data how do you present to an analyst what's coming from hundreds of thousands of agents there's a lot of smartness wow. in the ux yes and Those are the effort areas that
0: we have to do. You're creating data lakes that people can look at for trend and preventative measures. That's so exciting. Rand, my last question to you is, what advice do you have to a chief security officer that's out there right now that's dealing with this insider threat? And in security month that we're in, in October, what would your one piece of advice that you've seen... Across the world, that you think would make a big impact in their lives from a security perspective?
1: I think not to underestimate how people's good intentions might lead to breaches. So, insider threat is not just somebody stealing information, it's a lot of people making things by mistake, just trying to do their job well intentioned and uninformed. And you need to have that covered as well. The human aspect is one of the key areas of improvement within the cyber world. Wow. And your employees are your defense as well, right? We look at it as a positive spin. It's not big brother.
0: Okay. I really like that angle. And I think that if we understand that the users aren't the enemy, the users are actually part of the army and they're the good people in this. And if we (laughs) inform them and we get them going, then they'll understand their role, what's in it for them. That's a really awesome way to wrap up our discussion. So I'm going to say thank you, Ran, for spending time with us. Thank you for the Ava team for diving into October with the idea of informing us better in security and the role that we have. I look forward to session two and three. I hope you're going to play a role in that. I'm going to wish you the best for this big customer, the take-on. And I'm looking forward to your release and where we can start to see some tangible, quick responses and solid responses to preventative measures before people get into trouble. That'll be very exciting. Anything you want to conclude with?
1: I would just want to add for our South African audience that we are working with Solid 8, which our partner that is based in Randburg, Johannesburg. So if somebody has more questions, feel free to contact them.
0: Perfect. Speak to Love Santana. Yeah. Yes, they're great. Thank you for that. From me, Daniel Robus, the host of Tech Central's podcast, I'd like to thank you for joining us for this episode. Ran, you've been outstanding. I hope you have a wonderful sunny day in London.